Good morning. Good morning. Great to see you all this morning. Welcome to City Church. great to have you all here this morning. If you're a visitor, it's great to uh, warmly welcome you. If you've come because uh, your, your family are involved in our children's nativity this morning, it's great to have you here. Uh, we'll be uh, meeting together for about an hour and 15 minutes, depending on uh, the... Uh, we were talking this morning about whether it's chaos or just a, a Christmas vibe. We're going to go with a Christmas vibe of uh, everything that's going on this morning. But we pray this morning that you know, as those verses or those words on the screen this morning said, that we'll know that Jesus is King of all, Prince of Peace, Wonderful Counselor. So we're going to sing a couple of songs before we hand over to Kathy and the children. So I invite you to stand together.
Father God, I thank you this morning as we come together, we gather in your name and we declare, Father God, that you are glorified, you are high and lifted up. Father, we just pray as we sung that we may behold, that we may see your glory this morning. Open our eyes to see the reality, the truth of Jesus, God incarnate, God with us. We pray your blessing over this service, all the things that we do together. Father God, I pray it be uh, encouraging and a blessing to us. But Father God, most of all, I pray it will be an act of worship to you. Thank you, Father God.
take your seats. I'm going to invite Kathy to um, come and, uh, and lead the, the children's activity story. We're going to take a couple of minutes just to make sure things are cleared and on the stage uh, and ready for them. Just as, uh, just uh, in terms of kind of uh, social media and things and taking photographs, uh, feel free, parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, to take photos uh, and videos of your children. But we ask you just for, uh, for obviously child protection thing, not to put things on your social media, um, particularly if they are not your children. If it's your child and it's only your child and that's what you wish to do, then that's up to you. But for, um, but for other children, we ask you not to put things on social media. Hi, everyone. Well, it's that time of year again. Oh, yes, the time of year to get lots of things done, like decorating the tree, writing my Christmas list. No, I wasn't talking about that type of stuff. I was talking more about remembering. Remembering? Oh, yes, remembering. There's so much to remember. I got to remember to write my Christmas cards, write, buy all of the gifts. Not so much that type of stuff. More remembering the important things of Christmas. Oh, you mean like loving each other? Well, yes, that is important. But I was trying to say, the one, um, talking about the one who loved us first, remembering the very first Christmas, the birth of Jesus. Oh, yes. I remember the story from last year. Didn't it have a donkey in it? There was a donkey. The donkey carried Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. Mary was pregnant with a special baby. The angel Gabriel told her that she would have a baby through the Holy Spirit. He'll be called Jesus because he would save people from their sins. Wow, she must have been really heavy then. Well, that's not really the point. I mean, imagine how hard the journey must have been for the donkey. I suppose God must have helped him and blessed him. Yeah, you never think about the donkey, do you? I wonder what it must have been like for him.
When Mary and Joseph arrived at Bethlehem, there was no place for them to stay in the inn. The inn? Isn't, like, isn't that like the olden day hotel? Yes, so there was no space for them to stay in any of the hotels. So they had to stay in someone's stable. Oh, yes, that's right. I knew there was lots of animals in that stories. story. Cows and chickens. It must have stunk. Yeah, and Jesus' first bed was a feeding trough. Imagine that. The saviour of the world first slept in an animal's manger. Yuck, I bet he didn't get many visitors in that smelly-like place. Actually, he got quite a lot. Angels appeared to some shepherds and told them that a new king had been born. So they went to find him and worship him. Ah, oh, that's right. I thought there was, there was sheep somewhere in the story. Imagine, hundreds of angels appearing. I bet they couldn't keep it to themselves. I bet they just wanted to tell everyone. I think that's exactly what they did, sheep and all. So is that how the story ends? I seem to remember some kind of camels. 
How can you only remember the animals? Well, they might have been camels. The Bible doesn't actually mention them, but it does mention wise men that came from the east. They might have came from um, camels. They were following a star. The star was leading them to Jesus. Oh, oh, like an olden day sat-nav. Sort of like a sat-nav. Cool, they gave Jesus presents, didn't they? Gold, Frank, uh, Frankenstein and myth. I remember that bit. Frankincense. Right, that's what I said. Anyway, there was a bad guy in the story. A baddie. Every good story has a baddie. King Herod wanted to get rid of Jesus, so he instructed the wise men to tell him when they found him. They, they, he wanted to be the one and only king, so he wanted to get rid of Jesus. Oh no, they didn't tell King Herod where Jesus was, did they? That would make it a terrible. That would make it a terrible story. No. God told the wise men in a dream where to, told the wise men in a dream to not tell King Herod where Jesus was. Phew, I'm glad about that. They must have been really brave to defy Herod. I went what th went through their minds. end of the Christmas story but a new beginning for Christians Jesus came into the world to restore people to God through his life and death through the, on the cross but you were right though there were a lot of animals I've never seen that before told you I guess in God's story there's a part for everyone to play Thank you for watching our nativity. We invite you now to join in our song, Light of the World. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8, verse 12.
Okay, well, they've done so well so far, haven't they? They're better than any of the practices. They really knocked it out of the park. I was delighted. So uh, we've got one more song. This involves audience participation, okay? So you may have seen some um, glow sticks on your seat. Okay, I hope there's enough for everybody. And um, what if yours isn't lit, all you need to do is kind of snap it like this, and it lights up like that. Okay, so we're going to sing a song about light of the world. And when it gets to the bit that says, you are the light, 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 light of the world, we're all going to go like this with our glow sticks, okay? And hopefully it'll look quite cool. So <coughs> we're going to attempt to get everybody on the stage not everyone in the congregation. <laughs> that would be too far. Uh, we're going to try and get all the children onto the stage now. So, all the children's church, can you come? And let's try and get ourselves onto the stage with a glow stick. I've got some spares if anyone hasn't got any. Okay. Right, so you can follow the children's church uh, uh, doing the actions for the verse. And then, but when it gets to light, light, we can all go like this with our sticks. Okay. The world is searching for an answer. Thank you. 
Children's Church, take a big bow. You're absolutely amazing. Okay. Can all the Children's Church go back to their chairs? Well done. I just want to say thank you to all the children, all the adults, for the parents for bringing them early and helping them um, with their lines, if they had lines as well. I want to say thank you to all the children's workers. If you are a children's worker, be it in creche or children's church, could you just stand up now? Let's just give them a round of applause. Thank you for everything. Okay. Thank you. And I just want to say that those beautiful songs, Let's All Tell the World, and Sorry Mr. Herod, was written by my mum, Sue, over there. So let's give them a round of applause. Fantastic. Let's just give a round of applause to Kathy as well, who's organised it. How fantastic. Brilliant. I think definitely one of the best nativities I've ever seen. And, uh, uh, and just amazing. Some little star characters there. The star putting everything into it. Fantastic. Brilliant. So well done, everybody. Father God, we thank you for everything that you are doing. Father God, we thank you for uh, the, the, the message that we have this Christmas. God, we're so delighted with everything you're doing, and we just thank you for the message that's being brought to us clearly through our children, our family of children this morning. We pray, continue to pray, Father God, over our Christmas events. We pray particularly for this afternoon. For, Father God, we pray that we will have many who come in who are eager to hear the message, the good news of Christmas, the good news of the story, the nativity of Jesus being born. We just pray over Mark both this morning but also this afternoon. Just prepare his heart. May he have the right words to say that speak of your message. We pray over the rest of our Christmas events. Father God, we just pray there'll be things that bless us, that encourage us, as well as uh, opportunities to reach out to people in our community and our families and our friends. And Father God, most of all, I'm just thankful. Thank you for Peter. Thank you, Father God, for uh, his, uh, his stability here. Father God, we thank you for everything he does in our church family. Thank you, Father God, for the encouragement he brings. And we thank you, Father God, for the good news that you have given him this week. Father God, I just pray you'll help him to establish himself. Open doors for him, opportunities for him to serve and to give back to the country that are giving him a home. And Father God, we just pray you'll bless him. And Father God, I pray your abundance upon him. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we should go to our Advent can- candle. We've done this a bit earlier, but we've gone on a bit. So um, the first week we last, did last week was hope. And then the, this week is love. So um, what we'll do now is we're going to just take um, another song where we're going to take up our tithes and offerings. If you're a visitor at this church, don't feel under any obligation to give. But if you wish to, we've got two buckets at the front. And so um, Paul's going to lead us in worship. Mm-hmm. 
stand together. Lord, we thank you for the truth of Christmas, that it is about you coming to be with us. And uh, Lord, help us to, yeah, always remember that, Lord, as we get familiar so often. And thank you for the great reminder from the youngsters this morning. And uh, yeah, help us, Lord, to take that message out to many people over the Christmas season. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Right, let's, um, let's get stuck into what I want to chat to you about this morning. I'm going to truncate the talk a little bit more because I do want to make sure we stick to the sort of an hour and 15 slot that we uh, try to stick to. Um, so, um, okay, let me, let me ask you a question. Are any of you here what is known as a people watcher? Yes. For those of you who don't know what a people watcher is, a people watcher is somebody who watches people. Really feel that's brought some clarity. You can see why you, why you brought me and why Elim, Elim, remember Elim, entrusted, it's not difficult, entrusted in evangelism to me. Have we recorded this service? Here we have. Excellent. Okay. Uh, it's not stalking, by the way. That's something completely different. Okay. It's just, I love just watching people. I find people really fascinating, don't you? And I love, particularly love the dynamic that you get to see a lot at this festive time of year where you've got the husband and the wife out shopping together. <laughs> Do you get me? Do you get me? And I particularly love watching that dynamic. That's very exciting. You've got to pray for me because I like I've got a wife and two daughters, and I've had to go shopping with all three of them. It's painful, fellas. It's painful. And I like shopping, but mainly for me. <laughs> That's how I like shopping. But I love people. And um, if I could pray one thing for us over this Christmas season, is that our love and thrill for people would increase. Because isn't it like exampled in Jesus? Isn't that like the whole point of Christmas, that Jesus left heaven to come down to us? We have a posh word for it called the incarnation. Basically means that God didn't stay distant and remote, but turned up close and uh, I think if we can learn anything, well, no, lots of things we can learn. But one thing we can learn from the Christmas story, which again, just so brilliantly well written and presented, the gospel was very clear there, wasn't it? A very good reminder of what it's about, is that actually we need to make sure that we don't stay remote and we don't stay distant from people. So I just wonder whether you'd come with me for a few moments to a part in the Bible, because I think like, in terms of matters of life and faith, you're best starting in the Bible, aren't you? It's the best place to go to. So come with me. I'll read uh, these words to you. For those of you who are familiar with the Bible, you'll understand what I mean if I say turn to John chapter 4, verses 1 to 10. Quite a familiar bit from the Bible, not necessarily a Christmas passage, and yet in it, we see what Jesus was really, really all about. And so three very quick thoughts for us this morning, just as we tiptoe into Christmas and as we begin to think about Christmas. The Pharisees, verse 1, had heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized, but actually his disciples. Now, when the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour when a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is 
that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Oh man, I love this passage. It's one of what I call my life passages. I've got quite a few of them. If you haven't got any life passages, start reading the Bible. You'll get some. And life passages where you kind of get pulled in. You might see a little phrase that you've not noticed before and you suddenly get pulled in and it begins to explode, explode and unpack in front of you. And this is one such one. And I was just really grabbed by Jesus. Jesus, I, I mean, look at this bit here. Um, Jesus, it says in uh, verse, wherever, Jesus, verse 4, Jesus, tired as he was, sat down by the well. Anybody feel tired this morning? I feel a bit tired this morning. Anybody feel emotional and tired at the same time? It's never a good combo, is it? Uh, And what I love about this is Jesus was absolutely tired. He was hungry. He was thirsty. He was tired. How would we know that? Verse 4 tells us Jesus, tired as he was, sat down. It tells us that the disciples had gone off to buy some food. It tells us that he asked the lady for a drink. So that says to me, he's tired, he's hungry, and he's thirsty. Now, if that was me, there would be a fourth word you can put on there. Tired, hungry, ratty. Anybody else get a little bit ratty when they're hungry? And a little bit tired, and a little bit thirsty. You get a little bit grumpy, don't you? You do get a little bit grumpy. And what I find remarkable about this is in that moment of absolute tiredness and hunger and thirst, in other words, at the end of his physical capacity, something remarkable takes place. He has a conversation with a lady that ends up becoming the most significant conversation he has with an individual. Because she goes on to say, hey, come and meet a man who told me everything I ever did. I mean, he didn't. If you've read it, he he didn't. He said a few key things which seemed to really kind of resonate. And I quite like that because Jesus is grumpy, he's tired, he's thirsty, he's hungry. Oh, not grumpy, we don't know that for definite. That's my bit, okay? He's tired, he's hungry and he's thirsty. And yet in that moment, he's like he has his normal conversation, but something supernormal comes out of it. He has this natural conversation, and out of this natural conversation, something supernatural comes out of it. Isn't that incredible? I kind of want to live like that, don't you? So the first thing I want you to think about this morning, as you begin to go through Christmas, be normal. Just Now, some of you are going to struggle with that, I know. But just be normal. Be real. Be true. Be who you are. Don't hide your faith. But equally, don't offer somebody a cracker and ram the gospel down their throat. Okay, let's, let's pray for normal opportunities as we go through Christmas. Now, you are going to feel tired. Because that's what happens, isn't it? The minute you stop, is anybody like me? The minute you stop, you realize just how tired you are. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? You keep going and keep going and keep going. And then you stop and you, you think, oh gosh, I'm really tired. And the, the flu kicks in, doesn't it? Because your adrenaline's stopping. But just in the, in the normalness, in the eating, just be normal, be real. But let's be praying for those supernatural moments. What I find really interesting about this, 
Have you noticed that before Jesus did anything for this lady, he asked her to do something for him? And sometimes as Christians, we feel like we've always got to be the ones giving to everybody. And, and I do. I do. I feel that so often. And we have got Jesus, actually, who is, who is everything that people need. But sometimes as followers of Jesus, we can just burn out because we're always giving out and giving out. And you might be like that. Now, the thought of even like telling anybody about your faith or engaging in any way over Christmas, you just cannot wait till like the door closes at work and you've got some time off. And I get that. So I'm not asking you to burn out. What I'm saying is maybe there's some quite normal ways. Maybe even by asking somebody to come and help you that actually you can begin to have some faith conversations with people. Jesus, tired he was, sat down. So that's the first thing, be normal. I think you can give that a try. Be present. Did you know? You didn't. I'll tell you then. You can become a card-carrying member of the National Prune Juice Association. Did you know that? No? Did you know about the Barbed Wire Collector magazine? You know Barbed Wire, don't you? Did you know there's a Barbed Wire Collector magazine? I'm sensing from the tittering you did not know this information. So let me tell you, it's published in Texas every month. Each company in the world manufacturing barbed wire makes each type to its own unique design. That's what they say. I don't know how barbed wire can have unique designs, but, you know, I'm no barbed wire expert by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and wire enthusiasts, they've even got their own name, avidly wait for new types of wire to come onto the market. The magazine has a section, are you ready for this, called Fence Facts. Fence Facts. And listen to this, married couples are invited to send a photograph of themselves for the, it's called, are you ready for this? It's called the prickly pair of the month feature. What about that? Does anybody know what a pillar box is? Also known as post boxes. Yeah, but the pillar box study group. That's right, you heard it. The pillar box study group meet regularly in Birmingham. Not saying anything. We don't want to throw stones from one city to another, do we? We don't want to do that. And they talk of the latest news in post boxes in the UK and around the world. <laughs> Found a member. They've got a founder member, ladies and gentlemen. Ron Hall is famed for his survey of pillar boxes in Leamington Spa. Now, I live about six miles from Leamington Spa. It's a lovely town. I'm not going to lie. I've never once been to Leamington and thought, ooh, might have a look, a look at the post boxes while I'm here. I'm sure they're very nice, but I can't really comment on them. And when I read those, it's some of you remember... Um, like the big breakfast morning TV from years ago, at its peak, in my humble opinion, when Johnny Vaughan and Denise Van Outen were hosting it, and they had this little feature, little section, and they had, it was called Join Me Club, and every week they brought somebody on. And as I'm watching those, I'm thinking to myself, 
Why? And then I thought a bit more deeply about it. Why? And I, I think I came to realize that people need people. Even the introverts amongst you. You still need people. You just need them for less amount of time. And you need them not to talk too much about the weather. You need them to talk a little bit more deeply about things of the universe. Whereas me, people like me who are extroverts, I'll talk all day long about absolute garbage. Fair warning, don't invite me to your house. I'll be as trivial as they come. But people need people. And, and I think there's something about us that was created to be a part of something. That's why I really believe in local church. Because I think we're meant to journey with people. That's why I believe in journeying with people who aren't Jesus followers. And building relationships and community connections. Like you guys are all doing. I really believe in that stuff. And I think it is the essence of the Christian message. So, be normal. Be present. Don't you think we've lost the art of being present? Anybody slightly addicted to their phone? You don't have to put it down if you've got it now. You're clearly, you're clearly reading the scriptures, sister. It's all right. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I, wasn't adi- I wasn't like watching and thought, I'm going to have you. It, honestly, it wasn't. I promise you. It is part of the script. I'm, I'm slightly addicted to this. Anybody else? Anybody else a bit addicted to this? Spend too much time on it? Start off with good intentions and then forget to put it down? Uh, yeah, when you get your screen time warning, you're as shocked as anybody. <laughs> I didn't even realize we're that many hours in the day. How have I managed to do that? Okay, I must have read it in my sleep or something like that. And uh, it, it, we've lost the art, haven't we? I made a little decision a while back. Okay, unless it's family, if I'm with somebody, I'm not answering my phone. Because I like my life's pretty insane. And I have to struggle to find spaces to meet with people. And then I get a space in my diary to meet with somebody. And the phone's ringing. I, I pick it up and I suddenly realized I spent ages trying to get a meeting with this person. Both work-related, church-related, socially. And then and sometimes I say, oh, no, do feel free to take it. I say, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Because it's easy not to be present, isn't it? So I want to encourage you this Christmas, be present, grab the opportunity, slow down. For those of you who've got family members that don't know the Lord, be present. Don't see it as a sacrifice, be present. I do love that scripture and I'm just beginning to bring my talking to end because I do want to make sure uh, we stick to our timings this morning. But I love that scripture and you know it so well. That says the word became flesh and dwelt, good old translation there, dwelt amongst us and uh, at the risk of being a Bible teacher for a few moments, the original language of the New Testament, the, the Greek word which is the main language that the New Testament was originally written in, okay, actually the Greek word for dwelt is, is a word that literally means tabernacled and when you dig around and study that word a little bit you actually begin to realise what it means is an intentional decision to live amongst. So the word became flesh. Jesus came down to our planet. He made an intentional decision to live amongst. He was a present Jesus. He wasn't distracted by his phone. 
sometimes he, he, he had to take time out, didn't he? Because he felt he was too busy. So if Jesus felt the need to do that, some of you, it's okay to take some time out. But learn to be present. And let's pray and let's believe that over this Christmas season, as we learn to be normal, we learn to be present, that actually we get to have some amazing conversations about Jesus and the reason he came. So let me give you this third and final thing. My intention isn't to be deep and massively challenging this morning. It's just to give us something to reflect on a little bit as we're going into Christmas. Be caring. Be caring. One little story, a couple of points. Close me prayer, hand him back over. That's the rest of the agenda for my little bit. I am um, going to confess something to you now. I love staples. Not those little metal things that you use to fashion lots of sheets of paper together. Though don't get me wrong, in the right context, they're very helpful. I'm on about, and there's not many of them now. Some of you might not even be aware of the existence of this. But staples, the office superstore. Have we got any stationary fans here? This mark. Now we're talking, aren't we? Now we're getting onto the proper material, Mark. So I used to love walking around Staples. I'd go round for a weekly visit. Wouldn't always buy, but I'd always watch and look. And I got some fantastic things. I got a leather post-it note dispenser. You would not believe how happy I was. It's only £2.99 as well. Came with a pack of uh, post-it notes, proper ones, not the fake ones. It's a bargain, real leather as well, not faux leather, light brown stitching. You interested? <laughs> Sensing not many of you are, quite frankly. I feel like we might have slightly disconnected 90% of the congregation now. But it's interesting because everybody thinks every Staples Superstore is the same but it's not, you know, I, I'm going to stop now because I'm beginning to sound like one of them clubs, aren't I? So let's move on very, very quickly. Let's get to back to the point of the story. I walked in this particular day. It was in Huddersfield where I lived at the time. And uh, this new guy who'd been there a couple of months, he wasn't looking his usual happy self. He was, he was a greeter. And he was, he was a brilliant greeter. And I walked in this particular morning, looked dead miserable. I said, mate, you all right? He said, no, I'm not Mark. We were on first name terms. I said, I said, what's wrong, mate? He said, um, you know, I've only lived in Huddersfield for a little while. I said, yeah. He said, well, look, so basically he was renting a property off a rather unscrupulous landlord. And the landlord had contacted him that morning and said, sorry, going to have to kick you out in the next few days. He didn't have anywhere to go. He didn't really know anybody because he was quite a private person. So I said to him, look, I'll put it around church. I can't, I can't do anything in my own home because I'm, I'm away a lot. But I'll put it around church. You know I'm a Christian. I said, and I'll pray. Now, I've discovered if you're going to promise to pray for somebody, do it straight away. Not like they're in the office superstar, because that, that gets a bit freaky. Remember, be normal. Remember that critical bit. So, as soon as you get into the car, pray then. Because if you don't pray straight away, like you see somebody, you come back to church, they're following somebody, and somebody comes up to you and goes, Oh, your prayers. <laughs> yeah. And you're going, uh, well, it's all down to Jesus, isn't it? And it absolutely was, because you did nothing, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I thought, I'm going to pray for him straight away. Can't remember the exact timings, but let's say I prayed for him at one o'clock. Okay, following week, I was back in, because it was a weekly thing, and he came up to me and said to me, Mark, did you pray? I went, yeah, he said, you're not going to believe this. I said, try me. He said, what time did you pray? I said, about one o'clock. He said, at half past one, I got a phone call from my landlord. The thing that was meaning I had to leave had just fallen through. And he, he contacted me and said, I'm, I'm really sorry to mess you about. He said, I am going to ask you to leave. He said, but is there any chance you could stay in the house for two months? Because I'm worried that if it's empty, it'll get damaged. He said, and I'm not messing about messing you about, so I'll give it you two months free rent. How cool is that? It's good, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. This is what I've, I'm sharing that story with. Sometimes when you talk about being caring, we think it's these massive things, don't we? And I've actually come to discover that actually it's sometimes just the small things that are not a lot of effort that show that we care. And I think even simply praying for somebody, as long as we follow it through, Loads of people are quite touched that would pray for them. So maybe over Christmas, here's a little thought. Be normal, be present, and be caring. Now that might be an act of kindness. It might be a prayer. But come with me finally to that reading. Verse 9. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Isn't it amazing that Jesus asked her to give him a drink? And yet the significance of that, because she was drinking, getting water from the well at that time without going too much into complicated history, because she shouldn't be there at the same time as the Jewish women. So first of all, she's there on her own as a woman. She's not supposed to be be with blokes, okay? And now there's a Jewish bloke talking to her. I mean, imagine now she's thinking, if anybody sees this, they're going to kick off. And he doesn't just spend time with her. He doesn't just talk to her, but he said to her, there's something you can help me with. Think of how empowering that was when he invited her to do something for him. That's actually immensely caring. Let's be present. Let's be normal. Let's be caring. Do you think we could carry that through as a prayer over the Christmas season? Let me pray, and then I'll hand back over. Lord, help us uh, to take a leaf straight out of the book of our lovely Jesus. Help us to make sure we're normal, that we're present, and that we're caring. Help us to be Jesus as much as we can over this Christmas season. And we pray there'll be some lovely little opportunities to talk about the reason for the season. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless. Thanks so much, Mark. Um, you know what? Uh, we, we, we're almost finished, and uh, we'll finish with a carol. But, but I just want to just uh, echo those words from Mark: is that um, we have this this Kenny carols, and it's been running for five or six years. And our carol services used to be quite just—they were nice, but they were particularly kind of a lot of the church members. But we've really focused on going out into the community, and so I'm just going to pray in a second because we've. We, we've given out close to a thousand invites, about 400 personally and 600 through letterboxes. We've done our bit. We wait on God to do the rest. But there is still time. We've still got about 50 left. And can I encourage you? Um, it's not too late to invite someone. And again, it's not that 
Kenny Carroll's is the only thing to come to. Even the very act of giving a card, oh, I'm not available, but you've got in a conversation and you're talking about Christmas. And so there's some cards at the front uh, with our, you know, our Christmas cards that have the invite on the back. So um, I'd love to, for all of those to be gone uh, by the time we, we leave today. Um, if someone said they're going to come, then chase them up. Don't assume they're going to be here. Anyone who's invited people to church before and they say they come in, there's about a 20% chance I think they turn up unless you just give a little prompt. Maybe just say, look, I'm going, can I take you? Can I ask for you for church is, could you be here for half three? It starts at four o'clock, but what does half three mean? It means when guests arrive, it's not an awkward thing of where is everyone? You can say hi to them, you can welcome them in. Also, there's always last minute jobs of teas, coffees, welcoming, etc. It'd be great to have some extra people, even a few extra people outside welcoming people in. So please be here at 3.30 if you can. Secondly, be here. Um, you know, I think a lot of the pe people sometimes have this sense of, oh, well, it's not really for me, I'm not coming. You're, you're the body of believers. And so when we have unbelieved, unbelieving people coming in, it's great to have people around who can then chat to them. So come early, um, you know, come expectant and, um, and, and do some inviting still. Um, we're going to um, leave the, I think there's a few people who wanted to say, can we just stay here because there's not much point going home. Um, so the building will be open. Um, so if you do want to go home and grab, uh, so, you know, pop to the shop wherever or grab some lunch and come back, um, then feel free to and we'll, we'll leave the building um, open. Um, but let's maybe just, just spend a few minutes just praying over what is coming uh, at four o'clock today. Father God, we thank you for, for Mark's message, God. We thank you for the encouragement um, it is to be reminded that really, for us to just be normal and be present and to invite people, it, it isn't a big ask in a sense. But particularly at this time of year, God, I just pray that you would particularly give us opportunities to share you with others, but actually by sharing about our stories of how you've impacted our lives. So if, if, this is, if this is you with every eye closed, is if you want opportunities this Christmas to share your faith, as gentle as it may be, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. That's not for my benefit. That's just you, you know, saying to God, look, I want to be used. So eyes are closed. If you wanted to say to Jesus, look, I, wanna, I want opportunities to tell people about you this Christmas. And I just want to raise my hand just to say, look, that's me, God. I'm putting my hand up to say, I want to be used by you to spread salt and light to those I know, maybe even I don't know. So God, with, with hands raised, God, and you can see hearts as well, we just pray that whether it's the day or the, the weeks that follow up to Christmas, God, give us opportunities to, to tell people about you. Not to stuff you down their throat, but actually say, look, you know, this is, this is what, you've, what Jesus has done in my life. Can I tell you about it? And so we pray for those roughly, say, a thousand people, God, maybe that represents two, a thousand invites that maybe represents 2,000 people with with families, God. I pray for those 2,000 people in this community right now, God, that their hearts would be softened and all of a sudden coming to a carol service will be the focus for them. And we pray that, that from four o'clock, God, many unsafe people are going to come through these doors, that they'll feel welcomed, 
that they'll feel a sense of joy that they can't quite put the finger on, that we'll laugh together as we do silly games and other things that will, we'll, you know, find that warmth and comfort through carols. But I pray then that when Mark shares the gospel, God, in a way that I know is, is humorous and approachable, that almost there will be the turning point where people go from laughing away to all of a sudden, bang, the Holy Spirit just speaks to them. And they don't know what's going on, but they like it. I pray that there will be many people, whether it's taking the first step of exploring who you are, or if it's the, 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 the step of saying, look, I'm in. I want to join Team Jesus. We just pray that this will be a significant um, afternoon and a significant season for this church. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Great. Well, what we'll do is we're going to close with, uh, with a song. Remember, when the service is finished, don't forget, Mark's going to be over on the table. Get some of those resources. Uh, to give out and again for this week and next week we've got the going deeper resources so if you want at this time you know it's often very easy for us to just almost forget about God and Jesus we just get caught up in the busyness grab one of those books and make sure you have some time to just spend time with Jesus going deeper so that yeah you're, you're fresh for the new year rather than worn out
God, I thank you this morning that we can declare that, God, you are with us. Good news, Noel. Father, just pray a blessing on us for the rest of the day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.